Recording. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to The Second Estate. Uh, I'm going to say it again because, unfortunately, we don't have time once again. Uh, we're going to have to put off the update on the search for Avril Lavigne's tie. As usual, things have come up that are more important to talk about, but we do promise eventually we will we will get back to that issue. Um, as usual, also, we'll be going over a couple of culturally relevant stories from the week and then taking a deep dive into one of them in particular. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bayer. I'm Hannah Seymour. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about ScoMo signing an agreement to get Australia a potentially mandatory vaccine from Oxford, the new warnings you've likely been seeing on your Google and YouTube homepage, and finally deep diving into the most highly anticipated movie of the decade, The Kissing Booth 2. So that's our lineup for today. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a fun lineup. It's it's not as not as heavy. I don't think it's going to weigh on the listeners the conscience as much. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, right. you and I both were like, let's just. The kissing booth came out like two weeks ago, but I think we were both like, Fuck no, it. it came out like two months ago. Oh, did it? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! So this is like not usually we try and be quite timely with the topics, but I feel like we no, just, we just have a break. Yeah, we were just like, fuck it, let's review the kissing booth too because. <laughs> It's yeah. You guys aren't fucking paying us. No. Like, <laughs> this is a free product. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh. So, anyway, um, how was your um, big, huge, illegal ISO house party? <laughs> um, yeah, everyone, I broke lockdown. <laughs> um, no, I had basically me and my housemates last night did a. Um, I don't know, I guess it was like a bar, like an in house bar crawl, and each room was a different. Every, everyone had to do a different theme in their room. So there was um, uh, Bounty in Bali. Um, that, that, I reckon that's my favourite, sorry. That was, no, really no, that was that. so fucking funny. Like I was like expecting it to be potentially like, I don't know, I thought the things would be a bit like um, – 80s 80s yeah like disco yeah. or you know or yeah, like yeah. I don't know fucking I, I had a feeling it might be like the so the 20s like prohibition vibe like something kind of classy and then we walked great into Gatsby thing. Yeah, the great Gatsby we walk into Bounty and I was like oh my god and they'd done like little um signs everywhere being like scooter 20,000 rupee or whatever like oh, that's great yeah it was very there's great attention to detail um and then <laughs> there was the jungle theme and then there was ours which was chad's 16th birthday party yeah. in 1995 um and angus was chad my boyfriend and um it was very fun i'm once again it looked good it was really fun i'm once again very hungover as you know um i feel like I'm, <laughs> it's just becoming a trend where i just rock up and i'm completely like dying it's okay but, um, it adds some joie de vivre. It does. I'm just like kind of croaky and a bit like shitty. Um, yeah. yeah, I do. Feeling a, a bit sorry for yourself. Just a bit. Okay. Oh, but as I mentioned this to you this morning, but Angus, he must have. I don't know how he got so drunk, but he ended up sleeping in the bathroom. But he, at some <laughs> point, he he got all of our towels from in our wardrobe, covered the floor with all of our towels, and slept on the towels. But then vomited on every towel. 
So there's just like, it's just, it's fucking so gross. And so he sat and he woke up and he, um, he's come back to bed and I walked in. I was like, what the actual fuck? Like all of our towels are just covered in vomit. So we don't have any Uh, towels. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, it was, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry for your loss. (laughs) Um, anyway, it was quite, but it was quite funny. It's just, I just don't understand why he thought to get every towel, but anyway, yeah, like maybe you could have left one. Um, yeah, I d- yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, our bed is broken, which is a bit of fun. Angus is currently trying to fix it. Um, just That's some, nice. just some really eventful times. Honestly, I don't even mind because nothing that interesting really happens anymore. Yeah, it's like so, fine to have like a lot of mess to clean up because what else were you going to do with your day? Exactly, and it's like when is I'm not going to have a mess to clean up for a while because I'm yeah. not doing anything. So um, not allowed to go anywhere, not allowed to create any mess anymore. No. <laughs> anyway, it was good. How was how's your weekend been? Um, like as usual, I've done the exact same thing that I have for the last however many months we've been in lockdown. Um, I got my dumbbells though. Oh yes, uh, yeah, yeah, which was like a. Because this this whole time, I'm sure other people have been the same. I've just been like, oh, I'm not going to buy any extra exercise equipment because the gyms will be open next week. Like that's yeah. like, obviously they're not going to be open next week. They're probably not going to be open until fucking December. And in my head, it's always been like, oh, they'll be open soon. So it doesn't right. matter. You don't want like, to waste the money yeah, or whatever. Why would I be wasting the money? And then I just had this huge realization. I was like, the gyms aren't going to be open till December. You haven't done any like proper I don't know, even physically moved properly for yeah. like two months. So you better actually like sort something out. But fuck, they're expensive. How Only much? Three hundred dollars. Like, yeah. So for three. So how much is one set? Well, it, the heavier the weight, the more expensive it is. Right. That makes sense. But like, and like, I didn't even buy expensive ones. I got five, five, eight, and ten kilo dumbbells. Yeah. And and I feel like the ten kilos would have been the most expensive. But you pay like forty dollars for one. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. like like to any haters out there, like including my mum, um, I I like I couldn't have got them cheaper online if I got them secondhand from someone off Gumtree. Just people- F because like I can't do that. I can't go outside the five kilometer radius. Yeah. I'm not gonna bargain with some guy from Malvern on Gumtree. <laughs> like I just wanted to get them here. Like I'd made the decision and you know what? I could have saved forty dollars, sure, but like it just like leave me alone. Okay, basically. sorry to interrupt you, but Angus is literally outside the door drilling. Like I can't hear it. I know, but I just love that he knows I'm recording a podcast and here he starts He's drilling the drilling. Bit. <laughs> So if, um, sorry to the listeners, to the listeners if you hear a drill in the background. No, sorry, it's good going. for them. It's, it hardens them. <laughs> They're too yeah, used you to this need to get used to shit quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been working so hard for you people. Just yeah. Enjoy. Anyway, no, I have nothing else to say about the weights. It was just, it's just a nice change in my life to actually um, be doing some form of exercise again. Yeah, and I also just think like having weights. Like you'll have them forever. It's not like they're actually quite yeah, a sound true. investment. Like I've got a couple. And I think I got mine years ago, but I always just like, and even when I go to the gym, I still like use those. Or if you go away and you want to bring weights or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, I'm not going to do that because how much would that cost me in extra luggage fees? That's true, actually. 10 really kilo really dumbbell in my fucking 20, yeah, 20 yeah. kilos of weights having to like um, get a separate yeah. um, suitcase for them. It's just my dumbbells that I bring <laughs> everywhere. Um. I just love bringing 20 kilos of dumbbells everywhere I go. Um, all right. All right so <laughs> yeah, let's, before we let's, launch into the oh, yeah, right, stories, I have, we have a new segment. Um, it's not really a segment, but anyway, uh, it's, these are some honorable mentions. So every week when we like 
we have like our whole we have heaps of story ideas and we put them all on a list but there are sometimes a few that like don't Sorry. quite it's okay that don't quite make the cut well they don't make the cut and I just want to mm. call them out um so the first one is sure trying to become a volunteer at the post office in America um <laughs> and like calling up post office she, she was tweeting about this saying she was calling up why won't office. anyone help me she's, with like, the post uh, she's like I called the post office and I was like hi it's sure <laughs> <laughs> can I come volunteer or something like that and um Anyway, you can't you can't volunteer. Go go Google that if you feel like it's quite more. funny. The next one was the Tiger King Zoo has been closed down, um, which I thought was a bit random and interesting. And then yeah. finally, um, Brittany has requested that her dad not be the sole conservator of her um, conservatorship anymore. I think she wants Brittany it to be. Spears, Brittany not Spears, not just like our friend Brittany. Yeah, I'm like I don't even say to her like refer to her last name because no, I'm too never. close to her. Um, <laughs> you should know who it is. Um, there is only one Brittany, really. Anyway. It's, that's it. Um, Brittany S. Pierce from Glee. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's the third story, and that's it. So, yeah, nice. Should we do the real shit Let's now? jump into the actual stuff. Go for okay. it. Okay. Um, so first cab off the rank, uh, during the week this week, Scott Morrison, the Australian Prime Minister, signed a letter of intent, whatever that means, with Oxford <laughs> University and a pharmaceutical company, AstraZeneca or something, yeah. to <laughs> manufacture and supply their coronavirus vaccines and make them free for all Australians should their, like, particular recipe pass all stages of clinical trials yeah. uh, with hopes that it would be available early next year. And at first, ScoMo said it would be as mandatory as you could possibly make it to have the vaccine and that exemptions on medical grounds would be the only basis for not having it. And there was obviously a little backlash to this uh Pauline Hansen was one instance where she was saying it's her choice whether or not uh, to have one. And then ScoMo kind of backtracked on this and he then he said kind of vaguely there are no compulsory vaccines in Australia. But then Greg Hunt, the health minister, um, said he wouldn't rule out making the, va- the coronavirus vaccine mandatory for anyone travelling to Australia. So I guess we kind of have to wait and see until the government's plan unfolds to know for sure what yeah. they're going to do. But what do you think? Do you think it should be compulsory? I mean, yeah. I I sort of just mm. go like I, personally I I just don't really care because I will just take it. I'm not I don't have any concerns around vaccines. I think yeah. as it stands, um you with how how compulsory they can make vaccines is that um so this is from the conversation but in the victorian public so in victoria i think it differs state by state but in the victorian public health act people can basically be forced to undergo medical examination testing and treatment treatment um, without consent if it's required to address a public health issue and so the only thing with that is that like examination testing and treatment don't really like vaccination don't really fall under and it's kind of vague, right? Yeah, those because yeah. it's preemptive rather than treatment. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but so I understand the concerns that people have around being forced to take a vaccine, mm. but th- nobody would have to take it if it was going to be unsafe for them to do so. If it's if they're medically if it's medically unsafe for them to take it, then they won't have to. Um, yeah. And I guess. I, oh, sorry. You go. No, no, no. I, if you finish your point, sorry. No, go, go for it. Okay. Well, I'm just kind of. I guess in the in the question of the question of whether or not I would get it and whether or not it should be compulsory, I think are two different things. Because yeah. I would, like, 
I, and you're, I'm sure you're the same. Like I'll be definitely be getting it because I'll do anything to get out of this. Uh, but at the same time, I do kind of empathize with that part. And there is a part of me that's like scared my kid's going to come out with two heads. Like I know that that sounds ridiculous, but and maybe if we were getting like the vaccine from Russia or if we were taking um, Putin's one, Putin, yeah. Putin's juice is what our friends Georgie <laughs> and, and L I think as well called it. Putin's like I wouldn't be taking me. it if it was from if it was Putin's juice. But like as bad as in terms of the compulsory thing, as bad as it m- may be for recovery from COVID, I don't think that you can make a vaccine compulsory. Like masks are one thing because you kind of have a choice on what face covering you use. It's relatively simple and low impact. Like you don't have to commit to it 24 seven. Um, you don't have to wear it when you're at home, but like getting an injection is a, it's a bigger deal and a commitment. You can't just take it off when you get home. And like, even though it's probably so rare, I didn't find statistics on this because that's not really my style. Um, but <laughs> I like, like to back up my point to this. Um, but like, I'm sure, like, there's a literally, it's literally rarer to get for there to be any side effects of vaccines. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah. then like being hit by a car, walking out on the street and getting hit by a car would probably be more, um, a more often occurring thing. Right. And I don't think like the government are injecting us with like tracking bots or yeah. like mind control potions <laughs> activated by 5G. But yeah. I but like I get that there's an understandable reservation about having a vaccine that hasn't had large public scale testing or use yet. And I know that these are like unprecedented times and you have to take unprecedented measures um in order to take in order to save lives, but the precedence that this kind of thing sets for future leaders to like making decisions along lines that might not be so black and white, I think is a valid concern. Yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying and I do get the, when I start thinking about it, I'm like, it's sort of this underlying feeling of like, well, if they're allowed to force us to do this, what else are they allowed to do? But at the same time, I personally just really think it's, there is, there's no way that there's going in, like, obviously I can't guarantee this, but I think it's extremely unlikely that, any vaccine that's going to be manufactured here is going to not have gone through rigorous testing oh, to co- ensure ensure that it's safe for people to take it. And also nobody's mm. going to be forced who's at risk of any kind of health complications if they were to take um, an immunisation. Yeah. And, like, as it stands, like, the government doesn't make vaccines compulsory, but they can prevent parents from getting the family tax Yeah, benefit. getting, like, welfare and yeah, stuff. And the child, yeah. Oh, my God, sorry, Angus just... That's okay. That sounded like a shooting star. Um, (laughs) um, No, it was definitely a drill. He just doesn't give a fuck. He's just Um, don't care if he's recording a podcast. Sorry. Um, And their childcare subsidy if their kids aren't immunised, which is also just like disproportionately affects people who who need welfare. It's like the thing about anti-vaxxers is like I feel like most of them are just like middle class people living in Byron. Like I don't think they're people that are relying on welfare anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so and and I think like the the current, of course, I didn't copy this down, but the current um, immunization rate for kids is like I think ninety one. It's ninety. It's ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's like really high. It's really high, and I, yeah. the reason that vaccinations work is when there's the majority of people have them. It has to be like above ninety percent or right. something. Maybe right, like and ScoMo was like the mastermind <clears throat> behind no jab, no play. So I, right. I don't doubt like he'll be taking hardline action in terms of whether or not it's compulsory. Like I just, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just think it should be. I, I, the more I think about it, I'm like, I just think, or not compulsory, but like there should be 
incentives or decentives. Yes, and I'm I not guess. sure what though. I think what actually now that I'm sort of thinking about it, I'm like I think what actually makes what's the important thing about this is what the consequences are if you weren't to take a vaccination because I think in the um the welfare thing that's mm. obviously disproportionately affecting one group of right. people and it's do you know what I mean like I feel like is it there's the well you think maybe there should be like an not an element of punishment but I mean, you can't really find I don't someone who's no, not taking a vaccination. No. It's very, it's, it's so I don't know tricky. What, that's and the that's, point I'm sort of making is that I'm yeah. like, yes, I think it should be compulsory, but I don't know what the consequences should be. Right. I, I'm no, not, I I'm not sure how, what I think, whether it should be fine or like whether, I don't think people should like get jail time or like, I don't think that, do <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I because it's not an, you haven't committed a crime. No. Not, not wanting to inject something into your body isn't yeah, committing a crime. Exactly. Even if you're, it is kind of a selfish thing to do. Like, yeah, it's actually really tricky and unfortunately the only way I guess the government can um, quote-unquote punish people for it is to take away government services Yeah, because, like, they can't – it's not an offence. You can't send someone to jail or fine someone. I guess then you could introduce think- incentive, like, as in you, yeah. get pa- you get a payment if you do it, but then, like – Positive reinforcement instead. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't still don't know if, like, you know, some uh, – anti-vax sort of Byron Bay influencer is gonna need the extra 400 bucks or whatever it is enough to go and do do it I mean I don't know if you had any thoughts about this is the only thing I was thinking about but the political impact of this I think is gonna be the most interesting thing like I and I feel like it's already kind of taking shape how like populist politicians and media figures are going to capitalize on this um like mm. if some like someone like Pauline Hansen is yeah. if she's if someone like Pauline Hansen is the only politician making these people feel as if their concerns are valid uh, and they're heard, then of course they're going to start turning to her and probably sacrifice their views on other stuff just because she speaks to that mm-hmm. major concern of theirs. And like, um, I don't know, it doesn't make that the right thing to do, but unfortunately, I guess that's how populism works. It gives a voice to people who previously have felt un- underrepresented um so I'm mm. um, yeah I'm like I, I feel like burning yeah yeah I feel like that is like a side of it that I'm almost more worried about rather than like my kid having two heads no hate to kids you have just, two heads um but like <laughs> I just don't specifically concerned about your kid having two heads no it's like, just more like because like you know how there was that morning sickness pill in like the 60s or um, the 70s, thalidomide or whatever that made kids born with like without limbs. Oh my god, oh, vaguely, yeah, yeah. Jesus so, like, Christ. I don't know why yeah. that's like where my mind goes right. straight away, but anyway, yeah. I mean, the, the reality, in like, obviously, I can't say this for certain, but I'm like, based on va- how vaccinations have revolutionized public health, oh, and, like, oh, yeah, I'm sort of like, I really do trust the process, and Definitely. and like, vaccinations have been proven to be safe and that most of the fear mongering around them isn't actually like evidence or based. from like it's literally from the 50s like the polio vaccine right situation. and it's exactly and like and but at the same time I get what you're saying in terms of like I don't think that people who are on the anti-vax leading side should be completely dismissed because mm. I think 
do you know what I mean? Because I feel like they are it's a val- it is a valid to be worried about it. I get, I yeah. understand why you're like, oh, what if it's not safe? Like, I get mm. that. If you're like, this is a new vaccine and you're worried that if you take it, something bad might happen. Yeah. Like, it's fair that. So it's I get a, it's it. Actually, it's a really tricky argument. Yeah. And like, I do think like overall, obviously the, the better thing is like, we do have, even though people like have this weird conspiracy thing, but like, our government has always been proved to be in this in this field quite yeah. trustworthy, um, right, yeah. and so I don't think that there's any dark evil plan at play here. But anyway, yeah. All right, should we move on? Yeah. Sorry, I'm drinking um Coke Zero, and I'm like a little bit burpy. So if I burp, that's why. It's like I love <laughs> that. That's your your. I feel like the first two episodes we recorded mm. ever you there was always a warning about you burping throughout the episode. Yeah, I hate burping, so I like to apologise in advance if I accidentally let one out. I just yell at you um, every time you burp. Um, <laughs> all right, let's all right next topic. So um, Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg uh, told the – I'm introducing this really poorly um, – but That's told okay. the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, so the ACCC, to develop a mandatory code between um, Facebook and Google or like – digital media platforms and um, media news organization and organizations and it's called the News Media Bargaining Code. So basically what the mandatory code means is that news organizations and digital platforms like Google and Facebook will need to bargain with each other um, and the premise is that local news organizations should be paid for the snippets of news that platforms like Google and Facebook display on their platforms. So essentially mm-hmm. They want Google and Facebook to be paying news organisations for their work. And mm-hmm. um, the main points of the code, and this is directly from the draft of it itself, is that um, it uses a set of minimum standards for the treatment of news on digital platform services, addressing issues such as providing advance notice of changes to algorith- al- sorry, algorithmic ranking and presentation of news. So that essentially means that Google and Facebook will need to tell news organisations in advance if they're making changes to their algorithm, appropriately recognising original news content and providing information about how and when Facebook and Google make available user data collected through users' interactions with news content. So that's sort of the... So if that wasn't dry enough for you... Sorry, um... <laughs> I'm going to directly read from the code. Sorry, that's actually probably... No, I'm, I just mean like... Don't worry, we'll make it entertaining. Yeah. So Hannah's going to sing for you in a second. I'm, I'm gonna, I should have just sung that entire little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so basically a lot of that is a little bit like even the bit about user data, it's like mm. information about how and when they make available user. It's like kind of vague. It's is it? I'm, it's super vague. It I like, feel like they don't know how computers work, I know. the government or something. That's literally how it comes across. It's like, wait, are you saying you want them to give user data over? Yeah. And that kind of what – anyway, so Google's written this open letter basically to their users in Australia and you might have seen it on your like Google homepage or on YouTube. There's like a little thing being like the way Australians search is at risk and there's like a little mm. warning sign that gets you to click. And the open letter is basically Google being like this is a ri- like terrible, it's really going to affect the way that we um, – the service that we can offer to Australians. Um and one of their main points as well was that it's going to force them to give up user data to news organisations. So anyway, that's mm. the – I think I've covered it all. But what- No, it's, it's, it is a really sort of like um, information-heavy sort of 
thing to consume. Like it took me ages to understand it. Right. Um, but what were your sort of thoughts about it off the bat? I mean, the, the government's like intentions or their, the policy itself, I understand they're trying to like keep the journalism industry alive yeah. by doing this, but like maybe that they journalism industry could keep itself alive by not posting uh, articles titled 10 Reasons Beyonce is a Queen for Sticking <laughs> Up for Trans Rights While Slaying the WAP Dance on Donald Trump's Inauguration Day. Like, it's what, wait, every- is that a real headline? No, I oh made it up. But, like, it's, like, but exactly, what? exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. point. I just was going to ask which news publication. Yeah, any of them. That's every fucking uh, news article true. I've ever read in the last two years. But like, anyway, I, like, I, like, oh, it's really. I don't funny. know. There's so many things. It was, it was such a murky sort of policy uh, introduction or whatever. Like, I was like, does this give Google and Facebook the ability to exclude or include certain types of journalism? Like, do they have to pay? can they decide to pay some publications and not others? Like what's the sort of like, um, I don't know what the regulation is there. I guess that will come out of this. And like, will every single publication that's ever existed be paid for posting their quote unquote news? And, and like, but like they have to earn like the news pub news organization has to earn over $150,000 a year. Right. Um, so you'd have, they have to be relatively big, but even, I don't think that's actually a great, a lot of money for a business to be, if in terms of no, revenue, that's not like, like, that's not a huge, no. huge amount. So really, I think as far as I'm aware, any news publication that earns over that, and there's a few other particular things mm. and it has to be, it has to be hot, like hard news. So it's, I don't think lifestyle journalism counts. But if it has to be hard news, so it has to be like, um, current yeah. affairs and shit like it yeah, can't go gotcha, like gotcha. what you just said it won't i don't think any i don't think uh, like i don't know i see a lot of news organizations posting shit like that um, yes yeah, so i don't think that like e-news not that e-news is an australian publication but i don't think e-news would be mm-hmm. eligible for this and neither is abc and sbs i assume because about mama mia and pedestrian no um yeah but uh, keep going anyway no but i guess like i like i feel like this is a misstep Personally, mm. like the, the news isn't content creation. So I don't get the logic behind paying new, news organisations. They're not content creators for the platforms. Like the news is meant to be at least factual presentation of what's happening in the world by like unbiased publications, which is obviously not the case. But just because they have the opportunity to share their articles or videos online rather than via their own websites or TV programs or wherever – doesn't mean that they should be paid to do so. They're not making people stay on the app and therefore driving ad revenue up for the app. Like it's like you you pay YouTubers who make content directly for that platform by giving them a percentage, percentage of ad revenue um, because it keeps people using YouTube and, and they come back for their favorite YouTubers. Like, but they don't pay people to post a preview of their video to YouTube and then tell everyone to go and click through to their individual website. Yeah, like the the news isn't and should not be treated. I don't think, you know, as entertainment, even though that's kind of where we are now, and that's where we've got ourselves in this place with places like you know Fox News doing anything to fuel like their agenda. I feel like this is, it just feels wrong. I, I don't know if you had the same reaction. Well, I think in terms of just to um, in terms of what you're saying about they're not content creators. I guess the argument might be that because people use Google. And I'm going to focus mainly on Google with this because Facebook hasn't really come out and responded to it, even though it will affect yeah. them. 
but with Google, um, when because people use Google to find news, and then Google will like. And Google uses information from websites to create featured snippets on search results. Yeah. So I think perhaps the argument might be that because they're using Google to get there, Google relies on news publications for the content to create those little news snippets that you see in the top of search results and, like, provide information to make the service better. But, like, Google doesn't need the news. And Google has – Google's come out and said – and whether or not this is accurate because Google's saying it – but yeah. they've estimate, estimated that 1% or something of their searches in Australia are about, like, news, current affairs. Right. So they, and even if that's not true, it's got to be within the ballpark. It'll be very low. I don't think it'll be that high. And I think, like, really, Google doesn't actually need the news. No. People use Google for so many other things that it's not – I don't think it's important enough to them. And, it, one, I also don't think Australia as a market is important enough to them. Probably not. To, to like, really push to – to really like pay the news and be like, oh, we need you. They don't need them. I think news publications yeah. really need Google, but Google doesn't need them. Well, and it provides them surely with like a marketplace. Like it provides yes. them with literally an opportunity to have their work That's seen. That's how they which, get traffic half yeah, the time. Yeah, how from, else would it be seen? I like, mean, I guess you, if you have like a news app or whatever. but um, Or we, like website that people frequent. But other, yeah. if you're a small time, small fish or whatever, it feels like this is kind of going to hurt you. Yeah, well, so my thoughts on it are, and the one thing that really bothered me about this particular, one of the main points from the code, the mandatory code, is Mm -hmm. that Google, I'm taking such deep breaths because I'm so hungover now. (laughs) I'm like, um, so just ignore that. But Google, um, and I've lost my train of thought. What the fuck was I going to say? Google. Was it the algorithm? The algorithm thing. So Google will have to give. I thought that too. Google will have to give advance notice. I think it was something like 28 days to news. Yeah, to news organizations about algorithm changes. And I think that's really problematic because the whole, the great thing about Google, and they're not fucking saints. Google does. Hmm. Is not like there are well, bad is, things that Google does. The main does. issue is this is going to affect their bottom line, but beyond that, continue. But yeah, um, I agree with you. But like Google having, what's annoying is that essentially Google's entire goal is to make search results as good as they can be. They want the most valuable and best content that answers a user's search query mm-hmm. to rank in results, in search results. And the whole thing is that it's a fair playing field so like no one gets advanced notice about algorithm changes before anyone else it's like google releases the limited information that they do about their ranking factors like they've we know some key ranking factors but google isn't totally transparent about all of them and when you say ranking you mean literally like what comes up first when you google ranking how to brush your hair or something yeah so it's like ranking number one ranking number two it's like the list that Mm -hmm. you see those are the rankings Mm -hmm. and um I guess because Google doesn't give anyone advance notice, it's actually fair. So anyone really yeah. with enough time and money who can train themselves in SEO can get to the top of search results because no one else is getting an unfair advantage. And I just think Google having to Ooh. give information to news publications will just mean that big news corporations are able to like to- know, totally. always be head of the game and always come up at the top of search results. And I just think that's fundamentally unfair because everyone should be given the same and I think it's against Google's ethos to do that in the first place. I also think like it's not any secret in the world that news publications have biases and owners 
of news publications like huge the murdochs and every people like that have major biases and what's yep. to stop them capitalizing on the knowledge that they have of these algorithm changes to get the businesses or the you know people that they're in bed with you know business wise um and tell them how to prop themselves up yeah. at the top yeah. to like fund the bottom line there like that's like really it seems like a really weird thing to encourage. I know. And it, I guess like it goes on to like what you were saying earlier when you're like, it sounds like they don't understand the internet. But I'm like, I just, mm. what really annoys me about this is that it's like, they're all, you know, because it's, uh, it's a liberal policy, right? Like, so. Yeah. I yeah, feel I've, like yeah. It's like they're pro-capitalism pro until they do something like this. And now they're trying to regulate like a massive corporation like google is ultimately mm. a business and it's an international business so it's like why is it suddenly being they're trying to make google sort of bow to australian law and i just think what's going to happen and google has said your the product will be way worse if we have to do this and then the yeah. government's come back and said that's not true we're not forcing google to do anything that's going to affect the service if it, the service does get affected that's because google is choosing to do that and I'm like, well, Google will retaliate and make the service worse yeah. because they don't want to do this. So, I, and I think that's what will happen if this goes through. Google won't pl won't play nice. They will literally make they'll punish YouTubers, which is part of the concern is that YouTubers won't get paid as much, mm. and they'll punish the user because they'll want they don't want this to happen. So I'm just yeah. kind of like I just think the government's shooting consumers in the foot, or the ACCC is shooting Definitely. consumers in the foot because. Even if Google doesn't have to, like, make the product worse, they will if it serves their end goal of not having to be regulated in this way or have to pay more money to news organisations. So Totally. And I feel like if the government wants to save journalism that badly, maybe they should stop slashing the funds of the ABC. Right? Like, like, or just maybe start the there. To do it. I just think this yeah. is a dumb way. It's I know they've identified the problem and it's like I 100% agree that, like, I'm really concerned about the state of journalism and I, I, it does worry me that so many journalists are, over the years have lost their jobs and there's just not any job. There's very few jobs in journalism now, but I just don't think that this is the way, this is what is going to help fix that. I just think it's, I just don't no. think it's going to work. No, it's wouldn't forcing international companies to pay Australian journalists um, when you're cutting the funding to Australian like. Australian organisations that produce journalists or journalism seems stupid. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So I'm not in the government, so what do I know? <laughs> I mean, we do, I think we, we're past that. We can just pr say whatever yeah. we, fuck we want. But um, <laughs> we have a vote. We can say what yeah, we like. I'm a citizen. Um, but yeah. like just on a, to end on this note, like what felt particularly strange about researching for this topic as well was just like how much we rely on Google for everything. And like yeah, right. every time you and I do research, like I'm sure you do this, you Google a topic and you use those news snippets that Google features at the top and you go to news publications. It's like yeah, Google is the one of the most valuable products that we have, I think. And like totally. I think it actually is kind of, one, it's concerning because you're like, wow, we really do rely on this one source for information. But also yeah, definitely. what happens if if and when Google decides to make the product not as val like helpful for us? Like mm. if Google suddenly really shit or we have to use a VPN to access Google, do you know what I mean? It's like. No, that would be horrible. Yeah. Anyway. I agree with you. So should we move Shall on? Shall we? Yeah. Okay.
Um, so just a word from our sponsor. This episode was brought to you by Sure's Post Office Volunteer Initiative, uh, helping celebrities volunteer in paid positions around America. So thank you so much, <laughs> Sher, um, for sponsoring that was this. Funny. She's an incredibly hang on, sorry, Alfie's barking. One second, oh. Alfie, <laughs> stop. All right, uh, we'll continue. She's very charitable. Um, um, all right, so let's launch. I'm going to have to let him in. I'm still, okay. I'm still here. Okay, I'm just opening the door. Alfie, come here. Um, all right, so come here. <clears throat> Who's enjoying this part of the podcast? This is the best part. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm ready. Okay. So uh, this week we thought it would be fun to do something a little bit different um, that didn't require us to do any research yeah. <laughs> and watch a movie <laughs> and a review movie. it. Yeah. Uh, and there's not a lot of pop culture news that's kind of interesting for us at the moment, probably because celebrities are too scared of getting cancelled. Uh, so we thought that we'd check out the newest offering or like maybe probably the 15th newest offering from Netflix in oh the God. teen film department, yeah. which is Kissing Booth 2. Uh, the Kissing Booth 2, a little bit of background, is the sequel to The Kissing Booth, which was based <laughs> on a on a Wattpad story written by a 15-year-old. And what? If you haven't, yeah. I didn't even know if, that, everything right? makes sense now, right? Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen them, then lucky you. But uh, they're what high school Wattpad? movies. Yeah, I know. Movies Sorry. centered <laughs> around this girl, Elle, played by Joey King, who's the one that looks like she's been squished. Uh, and her best friend, whose name I've Stephanie. forgotten now. Um, and so Elle falls in love with her best friend's brother, Noah Flynn. Even This is in the first movie, even though that's against her friendship rules or something. Uh, but in the end, <laughs> they end up together and the brother gets over it. Um, anyway, so then in the second movie, Noah goes off to college at Harvard inexplicably. Uh, and <laughs> Elle is left with the unnamed best friend. What is the best friend's name? Lee. Lee, sorry. Elle's left with Lee and his weird stiff girlfriend as they complete their senior year of high school. Uh, the main plot lines in the film are Elle being worried that Noah is cheating on her off in ha- at Harvard, uh, the best friend, sorry, um, Lee's girlfriend getting annoyed at Elle always being around, applying for colleges and Elle doing a dance competition with some 30-year-old man named Marco. <laughs> He's actually not 30 in the film. He's meant to be a teenager. He just looks like a full-blown adult. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what did you think of the movie? Um, so... Um, okay, so at first, when I f- like when we first started watching it, I didn't watch the first Kissing Booth because I just refused to. So I watched this only watched the sequel, and but they do a full recap, so it's fine. Yeah, and, it's and the whole thing is just montage. Yeah, so like, it's, it's literally just montage with her talking over the top. Anyway, but at first, my first reaction was, "Why is this so loud?" Like, I don't know. Your I don't, mic just did the weirdest thing. What did it do? I don't know. You just, it was like, um, it was like you were in the room. Anyway, sorry, oh. keep going. <laughs> suspending reality um yeah virtual reality anyway um like in the first 10 minutes I just found it really anxiety inducing because the music's so loud and she's talking like really loudly at you recapping the yeah. last movie but I feel like a lot of it's like oh okay like she I just, talks like with the whole t- like tongue at the front of her mouth like, like no, trying to get everything it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're just kind of like fuck and so yeah, I had to turn the down. volume down a bit and like just ease my way I was like okay this is mm. what we're doing but I yeah. will say, by the end of this movie, I was, I was actually invested. Um, really? I don't think this is. It a, was so long. Yeah, I mean, it's look, it's a really terrible movie. But like, I actually <laughs> like, it's really bad. But I did 
for some reason actually like care what happened which I think to which characters just like I I cared because I wanted to like know who she would end up with and I was annoyed when she didn't can we spoil are we just gonna spoil it yeah, who gives a fuck? I'm sorry, but <laughs> just to, turn off the episode. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, she didn't end up with Marco, the 30 year old man. Did you care about that? Yes, I wanted to end up with Marco. What? I One of like- my notes is literally like, how was there any jeopardy in this whole thing? Who the fuck would want her to be with Marco? Oh I wanted her to be with Marco. I was, I was actually right. quite upset about that. I also really found myself loving Lee. I actually like I'm like why isn't she with Lee anyway so really yeah I did find myself um caring and I'm a bit embarrassed to say that but um this is where we are I'm also like not I don't have very good taste I'll say that like right off the bat I'm like very happy to watch terrible television and movies so yeah but I'm the same but I like well-made terrible television and movies like keeping up with the Kardashians or but no keeping up with the Kardashians is good yeah, like, but, it's, that's good. but it's terrible, quote-unquote. <laughs> right, unquote. right. Like The Masked Singer. I love it. Well-made, mas- terrible that television. Is, masked Singer is insane. Like that is – that the whole it. concept is amazing. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, whole thing yeah. is so in, just insane that it's – yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this movie I also just wanted to point out has a rating of 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is too high. Like I really I agree. thought that it would be lower than that. Mm. Um, but the first one has 17%, I think, so – um, yeah, I don't know how they think. I feel like the first one was more entertaining than this one. Right. Maybe because it was shorter. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I um, did enjoy it. And I just, that's like, that's all that, yeah, I enjoyed it. What did, obviously, I, I mean, what did you think? I already know, but what did you think? But, well, like, I, I have notes just on the storylines, but quickly, I just want to say who the fuck's the audience of this film? Oh because, my God, like, I have a note. I was like, is this a children's film? I don't, yeah, I don't because understand. also, sorry, quick shout out to um, fellow podcast slash radio host Eddie Gates who actually <laughs> inspired this by posting on his story about this movie um but he he I was I messaged him about it and he was like I don't understand the audience and I agree because like so teenagers had that in, thought Jesus yeah teenagers wouldn't enjoy this because by 13 most girls look like Kylie Jenner and are like grinding on the floor doing TikTok <laughs> dances so they're certainly not going to enjoy like how juvenile this mo- movie is and it's like they didn't even try to like explore social media. Like kids talk, t- kids talk on Snapchat and FaceTime now. There was none of that. It was like a set up, scheduled fucking Zoom date with her boyfriend in in Boston. Like it, it was. Just, I was like, what is this? Who who is yeah, watching? Also, did this? you notice every text message conversation she had? And there were a lot of shots of text messages. Yeah, there were no text messages before the one that she'd sent, as though she'd never yeah, spoken. Yeah, that's to them such before. a movie thing. They don't like can't quite figure out phones. Yeah, or but I'm like, well, <laughs> anyway, and it was just like, hey, full stop. Like it was. Like, hey, what you up to? Not even yeah, that. Like, like, how, what what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Full stop. Like what? <laughs> okay. It takes like like people's dads. Like it's so weird. Um, uh, but yeah. Well, I don't know. What did you think of? Um. Um. I'm just gonna go through the different storylines okay. now. Uh. Noah. The Noah going to Harvard storyline, which is actually my personal favorite storyline of the whole thing. Just him having gone to Harvard. Yeah, no, just like the whole storyline involving that being in Harvard, uh, that forty-year-old British woman. Yeah, I the one about the thing about her, I was like, she's British and she like knows everyone in this restaurant. Like, there's this scene when she walks into a restaurant (laughs) and she just talks to everyone in the restaurant, and you're just like, 
she's taking forever. She's saying hi to everyone. It's fucking weird. And then she's English and you're just like, okay. Um, Is this meant to like make her, I don't know, a bigger, bigger aspirational figure or something? I don't know. Bizarre. Hang on. I had the, I like, my notes are, my notes are so chaotic, but I had a note of about her um, that I really want to find. That's okay. Well, while, while you find that, I'm like. Oh, I found Louis- it. She's, Chloe oh, is the kind of person who would wear white to your wedding. Like yeah, fully. Her that character is just like you immediately don't like her because you're just like. But then she ends up being nice, and you're like, "Fuck off!" Like she's meant. To, she's. But, I feel uh, like she should be an evil bitch, and she should have been cheating on. He should have been cheating on her. The idea that he wasn't well, is so stupid. Well, also, I was just like, it, like they they looked like mother and son together. Yeah, they it did. was it was unbelievably bizarre casting. <gasps> and so I just found the whole thing just like, she wasn't, well, like yeah, yeah. It was very strange. She was like <laughs> I don't I don't think she even was, but it felt like she was like two feet taller than him and like it was it was just really, really weird and and did not make me give two shits about whether or not he had cheated. And yeah. that was a storyline I cared the most about. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. No, so, I cared anyway. if he cheated, but I just when the fact that when it came out that he wasn't cheating on her, I was like, that is bullshit. Like, I just didn't yeah. believe it. I was like, there's no way. Because yeah. as if he's like, he's like an eighteen year old guy, and he's even oh. that he's gone to Harvard. I'm like, he doesn't seem that smart. Weird. How the fuck did he get into Harvard? Also, how did she get into Harvard and Berkeley? Like, how did do people know how hard it is to get into those university? Clearly not. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um. What did you? Okay. Uh. Oh, L and the friend Lee. And his girlfriend. Oh, so I did have a note. Why does she look like she's thirty-five? Like they all look old. But no, the main character and Lee don't. Elle and Lee yeah, don't. Yeah. They look like appropriately casted. They're our age, though. Okay, but then she's younger than us. The maybe. girlfriend just looks really old. And um, I, I wrote, have... I wrote about the girlfriend. The girlfriend also looks middle-aged, and I actually don't understand what her and the friend would talk. Oh, the friend, sorry, what her and Lee would talk about. I know. She look, she looks like she wears pale cardigans and long floral skirts, <laughs> yes. and always has her hair tied slick back, and sits down at the dining table and chats to her weirdly older parents for fun. <laughs> That's my note on her. She just seems like the type of person that just doesn't have a personality. Like she would, yeah. just like, or you'd be like, hey, and you'd like try and have a conversation, and she just bore you to death and you'd be like I yeah don't know how to, i don't know how to talk to you um yeah so yeah no i agree um on that what's the next story um l and and marco i loved this storyline and i will go i will stand with <laughs> this i because marco is so hot like he's oh my so- god i couldn't disagree more what? i think noah is so hot and marco is just nothing okay i think they're both extremely hot but marco is oh. fucking hot and i just no i loved marco i'm really sorry what did you think? Uh, well, I was just like, why are they both like so hostile to one another? I know. Like, what are we It's like, what does it mean? Mean. Like, it was, it's a very strange thing to be that standoffish and bitchy to someone that you don't know. And also, that scene where she like it describes his abs oh over my like God. the PA yes, system. I know. It felt like it went for fucking 20 it minutes. It did. So, it there's was a scene so in the movie for context where like she gets. She's for some reason she's in like the principal's office, and this girl comes up to like, look. This video of Marco working out's gone viral or something, and you're like, wait, how, why is there a video that looks like this of a like seventeen-year-old? Yeah. Anyway, and he's like pumping iron in the gym, and it's all like oiled up and mm. shit. And she like starts responding. She's like, oh, he's a snack, like saying all this fucked stuff, and then accidentally turns the PA on. And like ends up broadcasting to the entire school all this stuff she's saying. But she goes for like 
10 minutes describing genuinely 10 minutes of screen time like oh my god just, and it's just anyway it's uh yeah it's, it's I just, yeah that was no just like chemistry her and marco i don't yeah. agree i i yeah i just thought oh my god it was just like get me out of this and then they do um oh, I, the dance. I, do, I will actually say because they go and do this dance competition dance mania um how weirdly I managed to be so inspired by the final dance scene. Like I was like, they're literally playing dance mania, but I'm like, so I'm so into it. I fucking love a dance scene though. So really? Yeah. I love like hectic dance scenes. I, I enjoyed, I, I feel like you're like losing respect for me as I speak. But No, it's not um, like, I like appreciate enjoying like, um, shit films. Like I love Freaky Friday, but I would never put Freaky Friday in this category. As far as I'm concerned, no. Freaky Friday could win an Oscar. Oh, no. Like, no, no, no. like this movie this I should, doesn't, like, it's not good. I wouldn't watch it again. Do you know what I mean? I can't, yeah, I wouldn't, right, like, okay. I don't have the energy. Like, and it, I will say, like. It does take a lot of energy out of you, doesn't it? Yeah, it got halfway like through the film. It was only really halfway through the film that I actually was like, all right, I can watch this. But, like, the first half, I think I was just a bit like, this is. Like, because I was just reacting yeah. to the fucking absurdity of some of the scenes. Like, the bit when she says to Noah, I'm going to treat you like my own personal junkie. No, I can't talk about that. That was just, it like, It felt so... like a toddler saying it. Oh, it was like, so it was, out oh. of context. It was so weird. It was like, what? It was, yeah. It was so yeah. out of context. Like, she says it to him in a restaurant. And you're just like, that just seems like something your character wouldn't say. Yeah, that character, the character of Elle is the most confusing character. She yes. is so deeply unlikable. Yeah. Um, I'm trying, like, really hard to be, like, that Emma Stone-esque, yes. like, quirky girl. Yes. And they spent, I can't remember if it was in this film or the first one, but they spent, like, 50% of the movie trying to convince us she's, like, hot. And it was just, oh, like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who is this person? Okay, I, it was, oh. I, like, she, I think she's, like, good looking, but it's, like, what I find about. But I, I, it's beside the point, because she's meant to be, right, the quirky girl. I don't care. Yeah, but like, the, the absurdity of, like, every single man in the universe for some reason wanting to date her. And then also the yeah. fact that Marco, like, continues to simp for her even after she, like, turns him down. It's like, yeah. there is. Absolutely no one, no way that would happen. One because men are just like not like that. Like if they get yeah. rejected, they'll just. I mean, even if they get rejected, Especially they just by her. Yeah, well, they'll just get bored. They're not gonna like. Yeah. They're like, I'm gonna fight for her. They just don't do yeah. that. And then also, it's just like, wait, why do they all like her? Like, yeah, she's nice and pretty, but people, do, it just doesn't but, happen. No, but she hasn't. Yeah, there's nothing. There's just she's like, not even sorry. that nice either, to be honest. No, she's not. She's, she's like, like fucking snaked her friend. Yeah, she's a bit savage. Like, like, yeah, she's not nice or like likable. It's just very strange characterization. There. It is. I also um, had it. I just wanted to say as well, and I was thinking about why yeah. I, did, I ended up enjoying this, is that like I'm like a simp for – Netflix coming of age movies with like a very specific oh, kind of male lead, which is like, like every, Noah Sen, Sen Noah Centeno in Centeno. Um, in all to all the boys I've loved before. Paxton yeah, but I like never him. have I ever. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, <laughs> and then Noah in the kissing booth too. Like they're all the yeah. same brand of extremely hot guy, like hot, yeah. just like so hot. And then for some reason they're playing teenagers, and it's just, there's no way they're teenagers, but you accept it because they're so hot. So yeah, but like that's fine, and I think that's a really nice trope of teen films that that, that and that's and TV shows as well. Um, and I like that. What I don't like is when they have like like those the OMG girls or whatever. Why were they ugly? Were they what? They in the first film they changed, and the, between the first girls. and second film they changed oh, the casting. The school, right? 
Yeah, they were like obviously meant to be like the plastics or the, the, the movie? popular girls. I literally can't remember the movie's called. <laughs> oh, gee, girls, um, the kissing booth too. No, but I they also changed the uniforms. casting of those girls. Oh, and they, at the first one, they were like just come weirdly not attractive and i'm just like at least like do us the solid and make everyone hot but i just find with them it's like why do they care so much about l why were they in the movie wouldn't l be a loser like yeah i don't know she was in the first they were also in the first film there's really no explanation for anything yeah you're just like they put mean girls in there because you you have to have mean girls but then you're also just like wait they serve absolutely Why are they, zero they, 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 You could just not have them. It's also like yeah. Elle would be a loser. Like, no offense to mm. her, but like she'd be, she would not be a cool, like she would not be no. cool. And it, for some reason, it seems like people, everyone at this school is like nice and there's no bullying. I'm like, well, that's just not really accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Also, her skirt is so short. Oh, that's a whole thing in the first movie. Oh. It's so short. It's like a whole thing. It's like, yeah, I can't even be able to explain it because it's so boring and I don't okay. care. Um, <laughs> Any, so anything else to say about yeah. this? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, when Marco like pulls out his guitar when they're on the beach? Don't. <laughs> Where the just, fuck did it come they're from? He's sitting on the beach and suddenly he's got a guitar in his hand. You're like, wait, they've been in the beach for ages and he has his guitar. Like, what the fuck? They were riding on like a big Ferris wheel. Where was yes. it? What the f- anyway, he just inexplicably has his guitar at all times. I'm willing to suspend disbelief for some shit, but not for Marco. Not for Marco um, pulling out a guitar on the beach. He, she also has a laptop on the beach at one point. Yeah, I saw that. It's I, just like, that wouldn't happen. You get sand in a keyboard. Anyway. Yeah, um, I, yeah it's truly out of control. Um, <laughs> it's just there's so many things that happen that you're like, oh. Thanks, Netflix, for sponsoring this segment. Yeah. Um, all right, should we do top three? <laughs> Yeah, let's do top three. We, okay. we themed it this time. Um, We themed it te- – wait, did you do the theme or did I just do the theme? Yeah, I did the theme. Oh, cool. Um, t- We themed it teen movies. Yeah. Uh, to go along with what we just did. Uh, do you want to go first? No, nah, you go first. I feel like I always um... – Okay. Um, Top three actors that were way too old to be playing teenagers. Oh, okay. Well, let's just start <laughs> off with Marco in The Kissing Booth 2. Yeah. Um. <laughs> See, I want every cast member of the Kissing Booth. Every cast member of the Kissing Booth. I feel the problem with this is like I'm so bad at thinking on the spot. This is why I want to. Me and Sarah have a creative disagreement about where the top three should be off the cuff or like. It's funnier if it's off the cuff. Yeah. Okay. If you so get who, to pre-plan. What other fucking and movies are there? Okay. I can't think. It's my decision. Oh, sorry. Um, Keep going. What other movies are there? See, I can't think now. Um, me starts crying. Um, <laughs> what other teen movies? are like think about like Gossip Girl and like Gossip the OC Girl, and like OC. Uh, uh, Pretty Little Liars is a big fucking fiend for this. Um, I'm sorry, I'm being. So, I knew that, I just don't know why I'm being so shit at the moment. Probably I'm really hungover. What are the Hillary Duff movies? Like, bring it on! I just can't think of any. Okay. Yeah, I knew um, this. What I told, I I warned you that I would not be well, able to think of any. So yeah, I, mine's extremely boring. I'm gonna say Marco, and maybe like I don't know, someone on Glee, probably. Oh, the whole cast of Glee. Yeah, like probably anyone on Glee. Oh no, actually Nate Archibald in Gossip Girl. Really? He, yeah, he looks like tw- you know he's 26 when he's like a teenager. I feel like Serena looks older. She does. She looks like 20. She's like playing a 20 year old and she's like clearly in her like mid to late 20s. And you're just like, it's yeah. still not a thing. So her, yeah, yeah, her and Nate Archibald and anyone in Glee and 
Corey Monteith, R.I.P., but he was a 30-year-old man. Yes, but he looked young. He had, like, a baby face. Yeah, he was cute. I like okay. Corey. Sorry. Um, I have a couple. I'm trying to decide which one. I, I'll do this one. So top three worst teen movie scenes. Scenes? Scenes, yeah. Um, well, I guess in uh, the kissing booth one where uh, she comes to school with the short skirt is <laughs> – fucking like unbearable again it goes for like 20 minutes and you're just Why like it so long? Uh, i don't know the movies are so long <laughs> um i'm trying to think of what do you mean worst is in like badly badly written just and directed or, like or, or just oh, oh, emba- you, oh okay i feel like embarrassing you can make worst whatever you want it to be okay um worst just as in like that's terrible bring bring it on the yeah, uh the crumping, crumping scene, scene. bring yeah. it on three or i think it is with the crumping i think scene. i might rewatch hayden it's so racist. Yeah, I remember um, you said that. I was like, fuck, I just, it's weird that no, you don't Solange even is in it. Oh my God, Solange is in it. on three. Wow. Three, three, number three. Bring on three, okay. Um, and it's you really thinking fucked. that was so cool? Like her doing yeah, the same. thing when you're a kid, you're like, oh my God, she's so cool. And he's like losing his mind. But you watch it now and you're like, oh. It's fully embarrassing. <laughs> it's it's so like really like, I don't know how it was made. Yeah. Um, And other scenes that... Oh, this is like, this is a TV show, this is Glee, but um, any scene that's just like the worst is when they have one of the characters like sing against Rachel to try and be like, we're all good singers. And you're just like, why are you making me do this? It's so clear she's the best singer. Like, don't put the actors through that embarrassment. Anytime Um, they made someone else the lead, I was like, can we not? why i don't why? want this no and yeah. the only one i would accept is like if mercedes if it was mercedes mm-hmm. really if it was mercedes no one else like i don't want to hear agree. anyone else singing the lead like i remember when they used to what was the girl um tina tina they used to try and make her the, oh, there was a se- episode when it was like tina's time to shine i was like i'm we don't bored. need it i don't yeah. want to hear her sing it's boring yeah, <laughs> this is boring <laughs> <laughs> Music, you're throwing shit at the TV, yeah. like fuck this. Um, yeah, so that those are great answers. I love, I love that because that's so true. Maybe we should Thanks. rewatch Glee and do- review that. I've been doing that, which is like so fresh in my mind. Yeah, it's Sue uh, Sylvester anyone... and I have a lot in common. Actually, um... just in terms of like what we've done with this review, if you liked the review format, let oh, yeah. us know because we will. We are going to be changing up some of the things that we do. So if you like, not like for you guys, for ourselves. Yeah, just so for our own benefit, research. we don't really give fuck. But like, yeah, let us know if you liked the review, and we'll do some more as well. We're probably going to do some more, yeah, even cool. if you didn't like it. So just prepare yeah. yourself for that. But yeah, but if you have like maybe something you'd like us to watch and review, yeah, like, and also comment um, scarf on our latest Instagram post if you made it this far into the episode. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. Um, what? What? Oh, just comment something extremely inappropriate what, um anyway i'm not it. gonna what? say it i'm what? not gonna say it i'll text it to you after is the it episode. me no it's yeah, just i'll get cancelled okay um and anyway <laughs> so um um should we wrap up this, this is it right yeah. we're done i think okay. we're done yeah yeah cool okay. all right well thanks for listening everyone au revoir have a good day day bye, bye. okay stop it now <laughs>